Good morning. It is time to get up with a Sunday night stampede. Aaron shuffles off to Buffalo for a beatdown. What's next for both teams? Meanwhile, how about them Cowboys? No Zeke, no problem. The D in Big D Sunday stood for dazzling display from Dak. And then fly, Eagles fly. AJ puts on the season's best show. Are these birds the best in the entire NFL? Those are the questions. Here come the answers. It's a Monday and it's time to get up on ESPN. A happy Halloween to one and all. We promise there will be some tricks and some treats along the way. I got a great Halloween joke. And he's all the way back from London. How about Danny? He's the MVP today. RC and Rex. Let's go. We start with the end of a Sunday in the National Football League. Packers and Bills on Sunday night football. The quarterbacks are legendary. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Josh Allen. First quarter. Bills have a third and long, and Dan Josh Allen can do things no other quarterback can. One thing you can't do against him on third down, Greeny, let him get outside of the pocket. He wants that, elusive enough, and then he's a big guy that takes big shots. Don't matter. He's like 6'5", 7,000 pounds. He gets right up off the ground. Look at the hit he takes at the end of the play. Two plays later, Dawson Knox. I love the ball fake, and then watch Josh just stay alive, stay alive, stay alive. Dawson Knox, stay away, dumps it off to him, touchdown. 7-0 Buffalo, next possession. This time it's Stephon Diggs. Watch his eyes though they cut a split it's out and up he holds the free safety it's a perfect throw from Josh Allen to Diggs 14 nothing in favor Buffalo so Green Bay needs to get something on offense RC they need their rookie Romeo Dobbs to make a great catch this is a great catch he spins to the inside then flips his head back gets his head around great hands catch gets his feet down this is a catch that says this could be a guy going mm. forward mm. perfectly placed ball to 14-7 so they're in it two minutes to go in the half this time Isaiah McKenzie well you just got to make a tackle and open field nope uh, no Maybe not. Maybe we can't. Great it's actually job. hard, though. It's hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hard. yeah just, you get paid to do it. Let's talk about deal. the scheme. Not That's the easy for Orlovsky to say. Now, here's a big play. Third quarter down 24-7. Touchdown, Big Bob Tunyon. Or is it offensive pass interference? RC, is it a good call? Absolutely, this is a good call. Anytime the defense gets one, it's a good <laughs> call. Hey, no doubt. <laughs> so the touchdown comes off the board. Frustrated are the Packers. Uh, Rogers, Jones, no good. They got to kick a field goal. So it's 24-10. Aaron, frustrated. Fourth quarter, they're going for it on fourth and one. Rex, you got to be able to pick up a yard on fourth down, but Aaron Jones cannot. Look at yeah, Von Miller at no, the bottom, I mean, Rex. Think, oh, he crushes it. Von Miller collapses this whole side down. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, I mean, my goodness. Wait a second. He's done, right? He's done. Yeah, he's done. He's done <laughs> kicking your butt on that play. Give me a break. Bill 27-10. Now Rodgers' ball is tipped to Matt Milano, the pick. Bills play their C game and still win by 10. He is Aaron Rodgers after the game. I think that the most important thing is to take a beat uh, after frustration like this. Um, the last thing you want is to respond in emotion. So take a beat. Let it sit. Um, there's not a whole lot to say after the game that's really going to, you know, spark the team. Rex, why are you laughing? It's hysterical talking? because it's the exact. Oh, there's a new approach here, Aaron. You've been doing the exact opposite <laughs> for the first seven weeks. Yeah. Now you're going to go with this. So, yeah, I think he's right. You know, let's let's let it sit there while it's hilarious. Well, man. maybe I agree with you. It is I the mean, opposite. It is. But I, I guess I can't fault him for trying something new because nothing he's tried before yeah. has worked. RC, right? Maybe. This thing is Whoa. spiraling. Well, it's, it's absolutely spiraling, and this is called acceptance. So many mm. times in, in the 
world, mm. we feel like we can change things or we can make things different. When you look at the Green Bay Packers, you actually can't. And I believe Aaron Rodgers, who had the ultimate belief in himself, which gave him a belief in his team, looked at himself last night and said, you know what? That guy number 17, I used to be him. I was actually him just last year. And when I was him just last year and the year before and the year before that, we were 13, 13, and 13. And we couldn't win a Super Bowl with those teams. And now I watch this team play not their C game in the second half, yeah. play their F game in the second half, and we yeah. still lost by double digits. Yeah. This is Aaron Rodgers saying, you know what? I'm not good enough right now, but I actually can't admit that to you because with me saying that would be the acceptance of saying this can never be fixed. Yeah, speaking of acceptance, you said an interesting thing to me this morning. We, and certainly I, severely overrated this roster. Severely overrated Good for this you, roster. Daniel. And, and, I, there is zero playmakers outside of Aaron Jones on offense. I don't know Rex, if there's... Talk about Rex, 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 Rex. You ain't been talking about Devontae Adams all year, have you, Rex? I thought this team was going to get better. This is it. This oh, this way Aaron Rodgers is going to fix it. All these oh, young guys are going to be great. This is what happens when you go to That's London. Right. But I have no glasses on, and first now it's different. <laughs> first of all, Daniel Jones did not do this yesterday. Okay. Okay. Second of all, okay. the Raiders lost 24-0. Okay. The man is acknowledging <laughs> the error of his ways. Let's let Mr. Orlovsky well, have the floor. Of, part of it is this. They got nine first and second rounders on defense alone. They got first and second round picks that have played over 3,000 snaps this season on defense. They have a single playmaker on defense. You want to know the difference between Buffalo's defense and Green Bay's yesterday? Matt Milano. Matt Milano was the oh. best player on the field. Green Bay doesn't have one of the, those guys right now. Severely overrated the roster. That's my fault. Second thing is this. There is no intermediate passing game. Uh, like this defense, like we're watching this defense right now get shredded. And I saw that, RC. Uh, get shredded. <laughs> there is zero intermediate pass game out of this offense right now. This offense right now is just throw the ball to the – I said this Pittsburgh's offense of last year. Kick it to the perimeter, screens, RPOs, or take a drop back one-on-one -on -one go shot. Aaron Rodgers has 10 intermediate pass game completions in the last month. 10. That means he has a completion between 20, 10 and 20 yards 10 times mm. in the last month. No diversity and, in the passing and game RC, at all. And I would agree with you. Yeah. I don't know where to go. I don't know where this yeah. offense goes. I don't know who this offense goes I, to. I tell you where it has to go. They have to run the ball more. And they started I, was actually, last night, right? I was actually encouraged mm -hmm. by Green Bay a little bit in this game. I know it sounds crazy. But look, they, they gave up, and, and albeit, you're right, they had an uh, F performance, the Bills did. But part of that, that is Green Bay. But Aaron Jones ran the ball terrific he yesterday did. Did. against the Bills. That has to continue. Here's the crazy thing. They're second in run, uh, run efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in the entire National Football League, only behind Philly. So if you're looking for answers, so this is. How about this, you look at analytics? This, I'm this, a big analytics guy. I'm saying <laughs> you look at the numbers. I'm looking at the numbers. We need to run the ball more, and and they they honestly this, do. This is what I would concede to then. They have no shot unless they make a trade for a perimeter player. Oh, mm -hmm. that, yeah. Agreed. Like, you know, to to the. That's where I missed was the overrating of the perimeter players for sure. But they can't realistically tell us that they believe that they're a playoff team unless they go trade for a DJ Moore, an Elijah Moore, somebody on the perimeter because Anymore. if they're running. <laughs> they can have any more. No, you're making a good point. 
because the team they lost to last night is the team that traded for Stefan Diggs. Yes. And the best team in the NFC, and we're going to get to their highlights, but I showed you at the top, Same is the team Brown. that traded for A.J. Brown. Yep. So this whole idea that draft picks are more important than going out and getting oh. a player who can actually make a difference is a dated concept if it ever made sense to begin with. Well, I think sometimes, though, when you look at these historically great uh, organizations, whether it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, they kind of do things that way because that's the way they got to Lombardi trophies before. But the times have changed. When you look at what the Los Angeles Rams have done, now the San Francisco 49ers with Christian McCaffrey, this is a right now league. This is a league where you have to win when you have the guy at quarterback and when you have an opportunity with your roster. Even if Green Bay goes to me and gets an Elijah Moore or gets a DJ Moore, this isn't a championship team. And for many of the reasons you say, they do have a playmaker, but he's number 23 and he plays yeah. on the corner, and if you want to avoid yeah, him all Alexander. day, you can absolutely avoid him. When you think about the Green Bay Packers, it was what Aaron Rodgers could do before the season, the fact that we thought they were going to run the ball and be able to make defensive stops. Just go and get a more. I don't care which more you get. It's not going to make this team no more viable for a Super Bowl. <laughs> the, the, only, the only hesitation I have, RC, because I think your point is fair, is they have those high draft pick talented players on defense that if some point – they start to play capable as a unit together. Then you sit there and go, well, that's the defense that we expected. Joe Barry's going to have to change what he does defensively as a defensive coordinator. That's exactly what I was going to say, RC, because right now they are so vanilla on defense, so you don't recognize like the playmakers. It's impossible to yep. recognize. The offense knows exactly what you're in defensively, and you're right. They have talent on defense, but your philosophy on defense needs to change. You need to be like, hey, no. No, they go nowhere. Let me ask you this. Is there part of it because Joe Barry needs to realize the offense isn't what they expected it to be? So they Absolutely. need to go figure out yeah. ways to hunt the ball, turn it over, something like that. 100%. I think Romeo Dobbs is going to be a really good player. He is. But not in the next 10 weeks. And so they need to, right? I mean, Christian next, Watson can't stay the on next, the field. Yeah, and in the next 10 years, maybe he will be. Yeah. But they don't have Aaron Rodgers for that. I have one minute here. What does it say about a team that they could play what might have been their worst game of the season and still beat Green Bay by 10 points last night? Yeah, that they're the team to beat in the NFL. Yeah. Buffalo is the team to beat in the NFL. They have been since August. That has not changed. I know people thought since they lost to Miami something. This is the team to beat in the NFL. He's the most indefensible quarterback when he gets going. Matt Milano, their linebacker, was the best player on the field last night. And that says a lot when you're on the field with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Well, I mean, I think Von Miller was, but... I mean, Matt Milano is terrific. And, and here's the funny thing. Most weeks we're saying the other linebacker's the best player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that team is absolutely loaded. Nobody close. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at the Buffalo Bills, they can do whatever they want. Right. My favorite play last night was the double move to Stephon Diggs, and here's why. It showed what team is. It showed what teammates is. It shows what brothers are. When they got into it at the end of the, the first the quarter, fumble, it was, right? No, yeah, right. It was Stephon Diggs and Razul Douglas. They were face-to-face. They were fighting. There was no way that you weren't going to get that ball if you were Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen made sure you go get your guy and I'm going to get you to rock. That was the equivalent of me having beef at school, coming home and telling Dan, me and Dan walking outside and jumping homeboy. Mm-hmm. I love that about this team. <laughs> but you got to be dang good to pinpoint a dude yeah. and say we finna go after him and didn't make it happen. <laughs> that, that's exactly what you're seeing right there. Yeah, Great job man. by the crew. Uh, Stephon Diggs got into it with Rasul Douglas and Josh Allen. Then he got into it. All good. Rasul Douglas. We're going to throw you a touchdown right there. Uh, Boom, boy. Double move. 
touchdown. Buffalo, again, they, they, they played probably their worst game of the season, and they won this game yeah. easily last night. All right, we're just getting rolling. Coming up, Tony Pollard had a pretty good game yesterday Ooh. as well, and it may have ignited a big debate in Big D. Is he better than Zeke? Should he be the lead back the rest of the way for the Dallas Cowboys? We'll talk about them. Plus, fly, eagle fly, is A.J. Brown with Jalen Hurts, now the most unstoppable player in football. Can anyone beat these eagles? We'll answer all your questions as we get up with you on this Football Monday on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Back on Get Up, the Bears, the Cowboys yesterday. No Zeke Elliott for Dallas, no problem, because they've got Tony Pollard, and look at the quickness in their backup tailback. Yeah, just the burst through the hole. I mean, that is a catching hole by that offensive line, and then an easy run. I love this creativity down in the red zone. Going to break this down later later by Kellen Moore. He was amazing on third down as a play caller and play designer. Dak's first rushing touchdown of the year. And then Dak throwing it as well, C.D. Lang. Again, going to break this one down later, Cannot. Wait, it's beautiful design to get your best receiver really on a safety. Easy touchdown for Dallas. 14-7 now, Dallas in the second quarter, and you're right, RC. I shouldn't have called him a backup. He's nobody's backup. Look at the quickness. Tony Pollard has so much juice. He adds a different element to what this offense is. This guy gets a crease. You can cancel Christmas. He's just not that guy, but one way or another, Cowboys up 21-7. Now, Justin Uh, Fields. Rex, you're going to love this. Justin Fields throwing a ball. He's intercepted by Trayvon Diggs, but hold everything. You always have to look to see if anyone breathed in the direction of the quarterback. Uh, Uh, Yes, exactly. If they did, there's a flag. What do you think of this call? That's terrible. Of course it's terrible. I mean, you got to... Worst is coming on that goal. <laughs> oh, trust Later me. In the Meanwhile, goal. Justin Fields, Nikhil, Harry. It's 28-14. Third quarter. Khalil Herbert is going to take it in for Chicago when they're right in the ball game. Yeah, Greeny, my son Hunter was fired up because he has Herbert on his fantasy team. Presses <laughs> front side, cuts the back side, finds the end zone. Chicago right in this football game. They go for the two. They don't get it. So it's 28-23. Cowboys need an answer. They need C.D. Lamb. I love this. They were in the same play before, but tossed it to Turpin. Get 
Back onto the football this time. Fake it to him. Easy throw to turn the CD Lamb. And then how about Tony Pollard having himself a day? Greedy, the thing that I love about Pollard that doesn't get talked about enough, great vision. We oh. saw that a lot yesterday. Now, hold on. Here's the play we'll be talking about. Micah Parsons, according to Next Gen Stats, will run 92 total yards on this play. Watch the chase from 11. Hey, you kids at home that are watching this, number one, get to school. Number two, this, is, this isn't talent. This is effort. Yeah. This is awareness. This is a guy that plays as hard as he stinking can every play. Micah Parsons is an embodiment of what it means to be an NFL player. Oh, yeah. by the way, Justin Fields just needs to touch him here, but he jumps over him. Well, first of all, Justin Fields is showing you how athletic he is. Yeah. To clear, <laughs> Michael Parsons shows the world exactly what I said. He's one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league. And then, oh, by the way, Tony Pollard would finish it up with his third touchdown of the Goodness. game. 131 rushing yards for Tony Pollard. They win it 49-29. The Cowboys are 6-2 after the game. Jerry Jones on Zeke. Listen. There's no argument. Uh, Zeke's ability to punish, Zeke's ability to deliver it, Zeke's ability to uh, what he does for us in pass protection, and frankly, Zeke's ability to make big plays uh, are there, and uh, uh, we're going to go as Zeke goes. I really mean he's that integral to our success this year. Why are you looking at me like that, Rex Ryan? Did he just see the Pollard kid? Like, <laughs> is he at the geez, game? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, you're down a bunch, like, two or three scores, and, okay, put Zeke in there for pass protection purposes. <laughs> but are you kidding me? Like, this kid just yeah. torched him. Looking John, like Gail Sayers. He's out of his mind. There, there's, <laughs> there's no way that you could sit there and watch that game and watch the way that this offense has decided to play, which is a little bit more run-centric, and sit there and say, well, he's not more explosive. He doesn't have better vision. He doesn't have more of a burst. I mean, he's exactly what this offense needs playing into this style. And here's the thing, Jerry. Two things can be true. You can absolutely have value in Ezekiel Elliott when it comes sure. to short yardage stuff or bell cow stuff or if a team's going to go, we're going to dare you to run the ball 40 times this week and split those carries or in pass protection. But Tony Pollard is more explosive, he's got more burst, he's got more long speed, and he's got better vision. That matters in your offense. Ryan is raising his hand. I actually thought Jerry seemed pretty lucid. <laughs> Jerry actually made sense. The things what that the he said. What the heck does lucid mean? It means that he had made some sense. It yeah. wasn't like we're going to have a, 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 a debate between Cooper and Dak. Like Prescott and Rush. No, it wasn't that. He said he said what Zeke can do. Now what they need to do, because it's a copycat lead, league, is I need Kellen Moore to go watch the San Francisco 49ers from yesterday and figure out how they get in pony personnel, which we both know yeah, is two bags. We both have bags. And now Zeke can do all those things that you want him to do, and he don't have to have the ball. We can give the ball to Tony Pollard. You think Zeke can block? Let him freaking block. You think Zeke is great on short yardage? Let him freaking run it on short yardage. Zeke can do all those things. And then Tony Pollard can get his 15 to 17 touches a game, be super explosive, and never have to do none of the hard stuff. I think Jerry Jones is making a lot of sense. Yeah, but he's... He just don't have to say Zeke. Listen, I get it. You know him, Bo, about to make me sound smarter than I really am. And rush yards per attempt. Guess who's number one? God dang, Tony Pollard. Mm -hmm. Guess who's 32? You know what you – if you're the 32nd team in the league, you know what happens? Yeah. You suck. You pick first. That is Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Yeah. But he can block. 
He can punish teams, and he can get short yardage. Short yardage. Put them both out there. The, the, yeah. the beauty of a running back <laughs> controversy is that they can both play, and they can right. both do the things that they do well. That said, Dan, what should this team be doing? What did you see that suggested to you this team could get really, really good the second half? And Kellen Moore put on a personnel clinic yesterday. This is one why I don't think they have to trade for a wide receiver, and two, I push back a little bit on the two-back personnel because when they put multiple tight ends on the field, I've been saying this for two years, Dallas, that is when you're at your absolute best. This is 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. Now, Chicago doesn't match. This is a nickel back on the hash. So I got 260 at tight end, blocking 200. I can run through that hole because of the size disparity with that. I love the fact that Kellen Moore stayed with it. So he didn't say just 12. Now he went 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends, but this is a very pass-heavy option. Now CeeDee Lamb is in the backfield, so pay attention to him. You fake it to him, you kick it to the tight end. Again, now I have 500 pounds on the perimeter blocking 200 pounds or 300 pounds defensively. Mm. And then they stay with it again. This time they have those three tight ends on the field, but it's much more of a condensed formation. This looks like a run look. One of those tight ends is now at a fullback, but again, he's blocking a nickel back that is much smaller in size. Tony Pollard's got great vision. Yesterday, the Cowboys got into multiple tight end personnel groupings, 33 snaps. They had 276 yards out of it. That's the most in Kellen Moore's kind of uh, era at, at, in Dallas. I'll say it very clearly. If the Cowboys offense gets that version of Kellen Moore, that's when I can sit here and say that they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Right now it's a Super Bowl caliber defense, but if they get that Kellen Moore, then we're talking about Super yeah, Bowl caliber I, offense. I, I think it is a Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl caliber defense if a team, if they get ahead. That's it. But they, they just gave up 250 rushing yards yeah. to Chicago. Sure. And guess what? Philly's the best run team in the yeah. entire National Football League. So Super Bowl caliber, they better tighten up that run defense. And I love Boy Wonder showed up. We're Boy Who's Wonder. Boy fans. Wonder, say his name Boy out loud. Boy Wonder, right? Kellen Moore, you know, like that, that's our guy, Boy Wonder. And he did a great job with those formations. There's no yeah. question. I think uh, Schultz is finally healthy. They gave him that, that opportunity. He, he, but, but what I, you're I, seeing here, though, they think, they yeah. think Ferguson's a star, by the way, the, the young right. kid. Yeah. I think he's really good. So you're going to see more 12, more 13. I think that's where they need to live. But this team, but, when, but back to what Rex is saying about the run game, here's the problem. The two teams you're probably going to have to battle to win the NFC championships are the San Francisco Niners, 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And these are two teams that will absolutely kill you running the football down your throat. And the thing that was interesting about yesterday is the Chicago Bears have a quarterback that can put you in some of the situations yeah. that a Jalen Hurts can. Yeah. And we've seen that hurt the Dallas Cowboys defensively two times this year. They had to get better there because if you're playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who can also turn the ball over and rush the passer, it won't look like yesterday. I think there's two ways the Cowboys lose when it matters this season. One, they get stat happy on offense and try to forget that they're, they're an offensive line and run game. And then defensively, I'm just telling you, the blueprint is out there. San Francisco, Philly, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Seattle can all pound the – and the Giants – Pound the football down your throat. Cowboys need to play from in front. If they do, yes. they can play with absolutely anybody, and they figure to get better the second half of the season. We're just getting rolling. We haven't shown you in its entirety what that guy did yesterday, but the Eagles and, and A.J. Brown may have had the most unstoppable day in the entire NFL. We will get to that and a whole lot more. Rolling on an NFL Monday. Get up on ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up. Let's go to the battle for the state of Pennsylvania. Jalen Hurts and the unbeaten Eagles hosting the Steelers. Get used to hearing these words. Hurts to Brown for a touchdown. How many times have we seen somebody kind of out ball hawk, the great ball hawk Mika Fitzpatrick for it? Great job by A.J. Brown going up for the football and using his body to shield it. Eagles an early 7-0 lead. Now fourth and goal. R.C., tricky Steelers. I like it. Look, we're going to the left. Najee uses the left hand straight from Oak Town. I see you, Matt Canada, doing a little something different. So that makes it 7-7. But the Dan, what's the mistake they make here? Don't play man coverage if you can't play man coverage. Specifically <laughs> against A.J. Brown. 14-7 now. Don't play man coverage if you can't play all right, just go play man covers. Let me know how it goes. Beautiful. No, we, gotta have the, we got the gist of it. Greeny guy Lee. Three touchdowns for A.J. Brown early in a 21-7 Eagles now. Early in the fourth quarter. His name is Kenny Pickett, but it could be Kenny Strip It because watch, they're going to get it out back. of his hands. Watch He's back. got six fourth quarter turnovers, R.C. Yeah, Kenny Pickett has to protect the ball late in games. I said it last week. Gunfighters get shot. We've also never seen any live for a very long time. <laughs> Find the other what end. Think about that. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown looking for a Fourth touchdown of the day. Look at the vacancy in the middle of the field. A.J. Brown, don't get caught, don't get caught, don't get caught. Really good job of cutting back across the field. At least get as much him. as you can. You caught him, though. He had 156 yards and three angles, touchdowns. Man. Here's Miles Sanders taking it in. Eagles go on to win it 35-13. They're 7-0 on the year. Jalen Hurts, 285 yards and four touchdowns passing. It feels like coming into this season, Rex Ryan, maybe the biggest question in the National Football League was, did the Eagles have a quarterback? Have yeah. we found the answer to that yeah. without any room for debate? No, 100%. It's not even close. But I think the biggest move in the offseason, and you touched on it earlier mm-hmm. in the show, and it reminds me so much of what Buffalo did when they traded for Stephon Diggs and how different that team went from being a really good team to being an elite team. We're seeing the difference that Brown made with this organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went from being a really good team to being elite. Before, we knew they could run the ball with anybody in the league, but we didn't know that they could throw the ball and be successful with Jalen Hurts. Well, guess what? They gave them the weapon. We're saying, hey, we're going to go out and get you your Stephon Diggs yep. and A.J. Brown. And by the way, oh, my gosh, now look at this kid. Look at this team. They look almost unstoppable. Yeah. And you were talking this morning in our meeting, just quickly, Rex, when it comes to the quarterback, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, the body language, the accuracy, all the things you love about him. Yeah, no, everything he has, all the intangibles that you want in a leader at that position, he has. And he did it in college. Yeah, that's When, when he was up. the Southeast Conference Offensive Player of the Year two times, that was before he transferred to yeah. Oklahoma and should have won the Heisman. Yeah. Like, this kid has – 
all of that type of stuff. Now, guess what? He has weapons, and now he's a superstar. So, so let's give everyone an indication of why it's so tough. The zone read and the RPO yeah. that they run, well, when you run it with a quarterback who can run it like he can, is almost impossible to Green, stop. He, Show he's, him. he's the best decision maker in football right now. He's thrown the ball 212 times and ran it 79. He has two giveaways. That's remarkable. Now, the zone read RPO game. If you play man, you're dead. And if you have bad eyes, you're dead because of his ability to do that decision making. They get into that three by O set, and this is a beautiful job of understanding the defensive end crashes, safety stays outside, I'll keep it myself. The ability on third and one to go short yardage and run the quarterback sneak, and then the ability to see, okay, I got man to man coverage. Here's the tape. All right, three by O. Good job. <laughs> All right, here's the defensive tape. end. Like if that defensive end stays outside, well, Jalen Hurts is going to hand it off. If this defensive end crashes, Jalen Hurts is going to keep it to himself. Now he's going to read the safety coming down at the top of the screen. If he goes to the bubble, well, Jalen Hurts is going to carry it himself. He stays outside. First and 10, nine-yard run untouched. I get into that same formation. I just gave you a very similar look. This time I ball fake it. Now it looks like I'm going to block on the perimeter, and here comes that bubble screen, right? Jalen Hurts is just going to give him a little ball fake. A.J. Brown gives him a little hezzy. The corner holds his feet for a second. Ball goes over your head, taking advantage of bad eyes. Another example of bad eyes. Look at this. you got a ball fake. you got another perimeter screen at the bottom. Pascal's going to fake in man coverage. Like he's going to block that outside corner. Bad eyes by the slot defender and walk in. The zone read, when you have, like, and this is why when I want people to understand the decision-making is this. Jalen Hurts has got to see a, a, a defensive line decision-maker with the give or not. He's got to see a second level yep. with the carry or not, and then he's got to see a third level if he's going to kick a ball out to the bubble or slant or carry it himself. I mean, he's making three decisions like this. It's even more impressive than a quarterback that sits there and goes one to two to three in a natural passing progression. Other piece of it is, too, though, Dan, we got to give credit to Nick Sirianni sure. and the fact that he's understood, much like the Baltimore Ravens had, who their quarterback is. Now, you go outside and you add a piece like A.J. Brown, which has made him a better passer down the field because, remember, coming into this year, that was the weakest point of his game, right. and now it's a strength. Let's make one very quick point before I move on to the next game because you said it in the meeting earlier today. Every team in the NFL wants to run this run-pass option. But when you've got a quarterback who can run like this kid does, what does it mean? No, but that's – it's almost like it is so hard to defend because, look, this kid runs like a tailback. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but he is so strong and talented as a runner that that's, that's what puts you in a bind. Most of these things are, okay, they're going to read the end. If he crashes, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to kick it out in the passing game. This guy has the other part of that option that just absolutely and I, I, I think the other, part, the other part we have to be clear on, he wasn't anointed, right? Jalen no. Hurts wasn't anointed. We weren't sitting to ourselves thinking about, let's watch this ascension to MVP caliber play. This is exactly what happened to Josh Allen it is. when exactly. he got Stephon Diggs. And we don't talk about it that way because Josh Allen came in with all of the, the, the following that said potential-wise he could be a star. So message to all general managers everywhere. The trade deadline day is tomorrow. Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown have changed their franchises, yeah. Yeah. and those two teams right now are the favorites for the Super Bowl. Just keep that in mind as we take you to Seattle. Giant Seahawks yesterday, the only matchup of two teams with winning records at Daniel Jones. It's Geno Smith, second quarter. Geno is going to find D.K. in the back of the I end I love zone. the ball fake. Watch Geno as he drifts just a little bit. D.K. sits in the void, run underneath the crossbar. We know that. That's a huge part in the red zone. Great connection. Seven nothing. Now backed up in their own end. We got ourselves a fumble, and the Giants are on the doorstep. Well, Dorian Jackson's having a pretty darn good year yes. for the, yep. the Giants secondary. Yes. He gets a huge turnover. This offense. 
had been struggling all afternoon, gives them the opportunity to hand, turn around, hand it off to Saquon Barkley. They're right back in this game. So it's 7-7 as we go on. But later in the half, the Seahawks are punting it away. Richie James would have himself a very tough Ooh. day. Unfortunately, it would end yeah. with him getting a concussion, which is obviously terrible. But he would turn it over twice on punt play. Yeah, I mean, this is a football game that was going to be close because both defenses are playing well. It's massive turnover for respective teams for Seattle. And with the way that Geno Smith and that offense is playing, they're going to find a way to capitalize. They would turn that into a field goal, so they're up 10-7. Third quarter, we're tied at 10. Here's a great sequence from Geno and Tyler Lock. Just watch the leadership, though, Greeny. Okay, so it's third and three. You take a shot. It's a perfect throw. My wide receiver drops it. Watch this very next moment, okay? Geno's going to go up and embrace Lock. Hey, man, I'm coming right back to you, okay? This is a great job by Geno Smith. Tyler Lockett says this is what can happen when no one on the team wants the glory for themselves. Yep, that's exactly right. They come back they right, right to back him. to him. They go to a very similar play. They give one-on-one. Gino goes, okay, you dropped it the first time. There's no doubt that you're a good enough receiver. I'm coming right back. 20 to 13. And then I mentioned Richie James had the two. two. This is the play in which he also suffered a concussion. But uh, in a seven-point game in the fourth quarter, Giants are going to get a chance. Instead, it's another fumble. Seattle gets an opportunity. They would cash it in. Kenneth Walker the third puts this game away. Yeah, great job by Kenneth Walker the third. Very good cutback vision. Gets back yeah. across the field. He's a physical guy. Very, yeah. I don't know if there was a back in college football that broke more tackles than him last year. Seahawks a big win. And then RC just mentioned it. Listen to Tyler Lockett and his summation of the difference after the game. Obviously, you're 5-3 you're and three in the first place right now. Just How have you seen this team kind of be able to overcome all that this year? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing is um, it's amazing what we can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit. Wow. Okay. So when you when you when you say what he said, it's one thing. When you actually hear it, that was an intentional moment. He leans over. He wants to make sure he says that. Is there any? Well, I won't put words in your mouth. How do you interpret that comment? Well, it's pretty obvious how we interpret it. That there was somebody that used to play a position at that uh, quarterback, maybe <laughs> that was the guy that craved the attention and all that. And here. It's the exact opposite. And they have their guy playing quarterback. Yeah. Look, here's the, the amazing thing, Greeny. When, when we stop back and look at this, nobody, nobody, myself included, thought this team was going anywhere. In fact, everybody thought Drew Locke was going to be the quarterback for yeah. this team. Well, guess what? They knew something that the rest of us didn't yes, know. Yes, they did, man. Pete Carroll got to give them credit. They knew they had their guy in Geno Smith. And I'll be danged if, if this guy's not playing like crazy. Well, look, Geno Smith is, uh, right now, halfway through the season, easily the comeback player of the oh. year. And candidly, should be in the MVP conversation. He's playing that well, and that is not an exaggeration. No, that's not an exaggeration at all. But I think you also have to look at team success. Right, and the chemistry that Geno Smith has brought to this team. And when you've gone through some of the adversities that he's gone through, when you've shown in other places that you weren't the guy, and now you're accepted by not only a coach and an organization, but the players, when a player steps up and says that, that doesn't go overlooked in the locker room. Mm. Tyler Lockett said something that is being talked about in the locker room, that they are saying that Geno Smith is a guy. Geno Smith is a teammate. Geno Smith is one of us. And that is not to come here and poo-poo on Russ. I think enough people are talking about his character and they're kicking him when he's down. Yeah. This is about Geno Smith, You're right. about his 100%. play. This is about the person, and this is about what he's bringing this team to. We talk all the time, and I think Mike Tannenbaum talks about it a lot, of force multiplier. Yeah. 
that's something we've not associated with Geno Smith, yeah. but we are seeing that from him in Seattle. And your point is fair. He yeah. wasn't like that. When, when I first had him, this was a young man that even his coach in college ripped his leadership, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know what? This man has grown up. Yeah. This man has done it himself when everybody else doubted him. I mean, that was the thing. Ray Robinson had a great quote. He says, to be a champion, you got to believe in yourself when nobody else did. Mm. Well, guess what? That's Geno Smith. And the thing I love most about it, he went over to, to Lockett and said, hey, look, I'm coming back to you. Yeah. That wasn't good enough. What did he do? He went back to him. He went back and looked him in the eyes. He wanted to make sure that he, if, as he was down there, no, no, he came back and looked at him eye to eye on that bench. And when he did yeah. it, look at him. What? See how he gets his, in, in, in this thing right here? No, no. He's looking at him man to man. Yeah. And to me, that's, a great point, Rex. That yeah. is, that, that's what he gets it. Geno Smith absolutely 100% gets it. I, I think that's such a good point. And, RC, your point is fair. We're not here to just dump on uh, Russell Wilson. Right. They won a game yesterday. Yeah. But that's Tyler Lockett saying it. Like, we yeah. didn't say that. No, That's Tyler Lockett saying, now no one cares who gets the credit. There's only one way to interpret that, and that is, in the old days, there was someone who was very concerned with who got the credit. I don't think there's any other way to interpret it, Dan. Yeah, I think that's fair, but the credit goes to Geno Smith. That's what I mean. You like the credit. Oh. And I'd say, I'd say this. There is no quarterback that has more perfect throws in every game oh my than Geno Smith. He threw one to DK Crazy. Metcalf yesterday that he dropped. That hit him on the four. Yep. Uh, um, Allie, play the clips. I mean, yeah. Geno Smith threw over 215 yards today. He could, yesterday, he could have had 400. I mean, these are perfect throws that are just drops by the unit. There's one quarterback in the NFL this season that less than 10% of his throws are off target. The only person is Geno Smith. Yeah. yeah. That's well, why he's right in the MVP rate. He, he has more perfect throws than any guy in the league right now. We will get to that tape a little bit later. But, again, his numbers are remarkable. He's 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, 73% completion. Almost <laughs> 2,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, we have a good game tonight for you, by the way. Monday night football matchup. Big game between uh, two teams that are rivals and who both need it. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Nick Chubb and the Browns. Halloween night battle, 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Portis. Uh, Peyton and Eli are on ESPN, too. It's going to be outstanding. Coming up next, a Hail Mary. Ruined by what was without question the costliest penalty of the entire NFL season, but should it have been called? We will answer that question as we roll on. What a weekend. Get up on ESPN. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweets. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone <laughs>, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. There's never a bad time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweets. He's the best following football on Sundays. And here we go. Here's some of what he said yesterday. Josh is really Diggs' homeboy. For real. Dude, our real-life friends. Josh saw Diggs had beef with Douglas on the previous play, went right at him with an out-and-up. Legit the equivalent of jumping somebody with your homeboy. Listen, RC, I love this. Tweet. Listen, you know who has never been in a one-on-one -on -one fight in his entire life? Who? Rex Ryan. Because Rex Ryan <laughs> and Rob Ryan jumped everybody just like the Ponce twins did. This is a 
exactly what Josh is doing. You know what happened? They had the opportunity to go to the sideline inside the quarters. And Diggs was like, say, bro, we got real life beat out here on the outside. What's happening? And then Josh go to the coach like, Ken Dorsey, we're about to go with this out and up. If Razul Douglas is on him, we're going to hit him with that bink, bink, touchdown, and then we go, we'll get in his face. I love everything about it. This is what it's supposed to be. You know, it's not about the secret handshakes. It's not about the fact that you could do stump the yard. It's that, but we got real beef. We're going to come right at you, throw it right at you, and we're going to see what you're going to do. Now, also, yeah. you can only do this if you're really, really good. Right. Because if that was Aaron Rodgers and Dobbs, they were going to have to hand it off to Aaron Jones. Yeah, you can't hit him with the bink, bink. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next tweet is a little more simple, I think, and it is simply, hi, Zachary Wilson. RC, explain that. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if his name is Zachary. I mean, he's from... Utah, it could be Zachariah, something biblical, yeah. who knows? I but what I do know is he arrived yesterday, and not in the way that the Greenberg household wanted him to arrive. It's the New England Patriots. You actually got the better team. And you know what he did for all day, all day? Oh, look, he's like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, look, he's like Patrick Mahomes. Do you remember the throw he had at Pro Day? Or did you see the one when they were playing Coastal Carolina? No, I saw all <laughs> the ones that he threw to McCordy yesterday. I saw the ones that he threw to the linebacker Bentley. I didn't see the ones he threw to Elijah Moore. You know why? They asked Elijah Moore, what type of chemistry do you have with Zach Wilson? He said, I don't know. I don't get the ball. You know what he should have said? Go ask McCourty. They have a better rapport than we do. That's what they should have said. We'll show you that later if you didn't see it. And candidly, I'll take that segment off. Uh, one more. Explain the tweet. Boy, the 49ers did not come to take part at SoFi. They came to take Woo-hoo! over. CMC out here like other stars. Stars we know by initials. LTBA stunting like he in Tempe. Stunting like he in Tempe. Defense on lockdown like religious folk on Halloween. Because my mama used to make me go to church on Halloween. And I could not dress because it is the devil's holiday, she said. And Jimmy G finna open his dating pool all the way up. He finna open it up, Greeny. Finna. Finna. Like from Louisiana. It's not finna. He finna open it up, Greeny. Nothing could be finer. Explain it's, that tweet. Well, first off, CMC did something that we haven't seen since LaDainian Tomlinson go. did it. That's LT. And then B.A., his name is Brandon Ayuk. And my son, his freshman year, calls me. He's like, Dad, I'm locking everybody up, but I cannot stick this guy, Brandon Ayuk. And he was pissed off because he was from Nevada, and he thought Louisiana had better football than Nevada, and my son couldn't understand it. Now it's okay, son. He's doing the same thing he did at Tempe in the league right now. And then this defense got you on lockdown. Listen, I used to be so mad at my mom. I used to say, well, I'm going to get me a costume. I'm going to get to go around the neighborhood. I'm going to get candy. No, you know what I had to do? I had to trunk or treat, Mom. Nobody really wants to trunk a treat at the regular Baptist church in Gretna. And then Jimmy G. We all know Jimmy G got great dating preferences. Jimmy G is handsome. You know Jimmy G, he don't care what your occupation is. He will take you on a date and hold your hand in public, ladies. But the way Jimmy G played yesterday, his dating pool is opened wide up. So if you're the San Francisco 49ers, we are riding high. You can go to church if you want on Halloween. We can throw it. We can run it. We can catch it. And Jimmy G will date your sister <laughs> only if she works on TV. I'll holler at y'all. <laughs> Explaining his tweets as only he can. All right, there's only one place I can go from that after that tour And that is to the Panthers and the Falcons and the craziest finish of the entire NFL this season. Danny, 23 seconds left in the game, and that's important because it isn't the last play. Panthers are down six. P.J. Walker, D.J. Moore, unbelievable 62-yard touchdown. Greedy, Patrick Mahomes himself tweeted out yesterday that's got to be the best throw in years. 
incredible by P.J. Walker right. D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore takes off the helmet in celebration. That is a 15-yard penalty. All of a sudden, it means this is a very long extra point for the win, and it's no good from Eddie Pinheiro. It's a 48-yard extra point. We're going to overtime tied at 34. Let's show you what happened in the overtime. Marcus Mariota, Atlanta quarterback. He's got thoughts, but C.J. Henderson has a different idea. He's going to bring it 54 yards, and the Panthers are going to be set up again. Now, there's some pressure on Mar Mariota there as he's trying to take his shot downfield. C.J. Henderson tracks the football better than the wide receiver and a big return. All of a sudden, you're saying, okay, game over. Carolina's surely going to win now. Panthers have fired their coach. They're playing without their first or second string quarterback. They traded their best player. And that field goal would have given them first place in the division. They should have traded misses. their kicker. <laughs> Eddie Pinheiro, 33 God yards, and it's no that. good. So the Falcons get it back, and away they go, and they're going to put this one away. This is one of those teams that's really good at the zone read because they got a quarterback that can do it. Marcus Mariuto has seen fat or been fast this year. Beautiful yeah. read, shake the tackle, walk away. Young Huayku, no way he's going to miss this. 37 34. <laughs> Falcon, I didn't even mean it that way, but Falcons get the win, and so they are in first place. And you see the shot of DJ Moore over there. In a moment, he went from the ultimate hero to the ultimate goat. Rex, what was your first reaction when you saw the helmet? No, right when I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. what are you doing? It's a we're watching it, 15 yep. yard penalty. Oh, how can you be that selfish? And then the funny thing is what Dan said, he goes, it shouldn't have been a penalty. There is some debate as to whether or not this should be a penalty. It's really no debate. The the penalty is if you take off your helmet in the field of play or in the end zone. DJ Moore took his helmet off outside of the end zone. This should not be a flag. Granted, the guy should make the kick, but is, is it a makeup call for, because of what happened in Tampa a few weeks ago with the roughing the passer? It's just a miss, missed call by the referees. The, the minute you see the helmet come off, my first yeah. reaction is uh, the extra point's going to become much longer yep. now. But thought. Dan brings it up. He's not within technically within the field of play or in the Yeah, end no, zone. listen, I understand that. And if they're going to use the rule by the letter of the law, that is correct. But when you're looking at the field of play, what the, uh, the official notices is that we're still able to be seen. He's still in the white of the end. Zone. I think it's a dumb rule in general, but I understand the rule. I think there are a lot of rules in football that shouldn't be, but they are. And when they are, you have to adhere to them. Yeah. And, and, and not to pile on to DJ Moore. DJ Moore didn't know where the hell he was when right. he took his helmet off. But he started taking it off in the green. It's just when he was able to get it off. I think he thought the game was over. I mean, I think in that and he said afterwards he wasn't thinking about anything. He was just reacting to the play. But but the reality is we saw when Stefan Diggs won the miracle in Minnesota and, and won the playoff game, the game was actually over. It didn't make any difference because it doesn't negate the touchdown, it just creates the 15-yard penalty. I'm with you, but here's my my pushback, RC, like when you say call it by the letter of the law, they do it with roughing the passer. So yeah. if we're going to call roughing passer by the letter of the law, we got to do it in that situation as well, so right? Come on, right now you're about to say that roughing the passer has been called correctly? Yeah. By the letter of the law, by the, the, the wording of that penalty, absolutely. We think the wording is terrible. That was a brutal loss for a Panthers team that oh. keeps on fighting. And P.J. Walker, I tell you what, that guy is, what Ballin. story that kid is. Are we continue in just a moment? Uh, we will get back I at the top of the hour. Baker Mayfield. Packer, <laughs> <laughs> Packer season turning into a nightmare after another ugly loss. Is there any way Aaron Rodgers can save it? We'll answer that question next. 